Welcome to On the Prowl. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of On the Prowl. I'm Robert Roden. And I'm Raymond Johnson. Thank you for listening to us today. Today on this episode, we have Son Tui Jr. with us. He's the Director of Operations from Liberty Football. Welcome to the show, Sean. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. How are you? Man, I'm doing good. In Orlando, Florida, a couple weeks off work. Warmer. It's a good spot to be. Hey, I bet you're living the dream after that Coastal Carolina win. Man, that was a good win. Get to play some golf now to, to celebrate. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. That was a great game. It was a fun game, man. I'm glad we got to play it. It's supposed to be a couple months earlier, so glad we got it in. This season's definitely been weird, so glad it was able to happen. Well, the coaching staff definitely looked hyped, especially Coach Hugh after that win. I saw the players chasing him around with the Gatorade bath. <laughs> he was he was running away and trying to not get wet. But I, yeah, he's I, elusive. Now, a bunch of those coaches are doing that. They don't, no one wants that sticky stuff after games, I understand. So we're going to talk to you today about some things. But first of all, what's it like having the opportunity to be a football coach? Because you were a two-sport athlete, basketball and football. So what made football the choice that you wanted to stick to? Well, I had a really good boss or a really good coach when I played SMU, uh, Chad Morris, and we were fortunate enough to, uh, when I finished playing, there was a job that opened up that he thought I would be uh, good at, and, and he uh, he's a really good leader of our of our team at the time and of our staff and the guy that I wanted to be around. I didn't, I didn't plan on working in football, um, and I kind of wanted to keep being around that group. He had a really good job developing what we had at, at SMU at the time, so I, my intent was not to be a, a coach, a football coach, working football. I really thought. If anything, as a high school kid or as a college kid, I would have tried to coach basketball. But I want to get more on the administration side, which is what I do right now as a, our assistant AD. So that was a good opportunity there. And, and uh, you know, he, he really, really did a good job protecting people on staff. Anyway, I got lucky, good timing. We won some games. So moved around. And uh, But there was that was not the plan. So that, that's kind of how I got into it back. And I was so bad at basketball, I started playing football. And then I uh, wasn't good enough at football, so I started coaching football. Well, I mean, you said you weren't good. I'm sure you were, I'm sure you were better than most of us. So, but – how would you say the transition was from playing to coaching? Yeah, so I, I liked it. I liked the film when I played basketball a lot, and, and that's what I did my first couple months at SMU was just special team stuff and a lot of film breakdowns and, and late nights just doing, you know, squinting and trying to find numbers and how many plays certain guys played in their team and tendencies and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, at SMU, I moved into operations, which is what I do now. So, uh, you know, I, I'm more around coaches than I am a coach these days. Uh, yeah. Kind of a, uh, our operations, so all the logistics of our team. So, I think communication is really important for college kids. And, and when I played, I feel like uh, as a basketball player, we didn't get communicated with very well. And I, I thought, man, if I ever get a chance to help college athletes, I can do a better job than what, what maybe I was given as an athlete. Not that it was bad, but I thought that, man, this I could I could be good at this job. So uh, I just try to do a good job communicating with our guys and make sure they have what they need to succeed on off the field. And that's kind of what, you know, I'm, I'm around coaches more than I actually coach these days, which is how I want it. Back when I, back when I was in high school, I was a student manager for our football team. So I, sure. I set up drills for coaches and I set up water bottle stations everywhere. And so I, no doubt. It was a fun time. I enjoyed it. I got man, to make been, some videos. No doubt. Being, being a part of something, man, it's important. It is always fun to be around the game of football. Yeah, no doubt. I will have to ask, though. I mean, how was it having the opportunity of being a part of the blind side? I mean, I know you weren't necessarily in the movie, but like, what was it like for you in general? Yeah, I mean, at the time that, that we were a part of it. I didn't know that would be a thing. Right. So, yeah. um, you, you, I, it was just kind of living for us at the time. And, and, uh, fortunately I guess someone thought it was a good story and it, it's helped some folks out, which is great. But, uh, at the time that was just, you know, Monday through Friday, we didn't know any better. So, uh, probably shouldn't have taken for granted as much as, as we did at the time. 
whether we liked it or not, that's kind of how it was. Now, fortunately, they, they didn't make us look too bad, which was nice, but um, we didn't have too much input over it. So, you know, thankful that I didn't, didn't come out looking like an idiot completely. Yeah, no, I completely get that. I mean, that's a movie, but you lived through it all. So, so how was having Michael around? Yeah, you know, like I said, it, was, it really wasn't a huge deal for us at the time. That was just my, my older brother. You know, it, it was a, yeah. uh, it kind of happened that way. And Mike was great with me. Obviously, Mike played was a multi sport athlete too. So as a kid, getting to watch him play sports was was I thought was the the best man. He he had more fun. He was a great teammate and was a good role model for for um, how I thought sports should be played. I didn't know any better. So when I watched him compete, I'm like, man, this out should be done. Uh, he was a good older brother. He's a good uh, student. He worked hard. So. A good role model to going for me as a fifth grader to watch what high school should be like when when you get there for sure. So you're talking about how football you've you've always loved the game, sure. But, but like when you started basketball, did you know you were like were you expecting to pick one, or were you dreaming of a professional career, or what was your mindset? No, man, I, I just liked playing, and I was always playing something in high school and, and middle school. I, I really thought baseball was probably a better career path. I think I was um, better at that, and then I had a not as good coach my last couple years of high school so I didn't like I just didn't love it like I did when I was a freshman sophomore so to me I didn't know any better I was a stupid dumb jockhead or meathead so I just played sports whatever time of year it was if it was fall you know play football if it was spring we played baseball if it was the winter, we played basketball so and then as I got older I tried to kind of pick and choose where I thought I could get a scholarship you know my family didn't put like a lot of pressure on me to get one but to me that was <clears throat> my responsibility I guess is as someone who's able to do that so and again, I thought baseball was that path for a while I knew football wasn't I wasn't I didn't play for a couple years of high school I took off in between my my sophomore and junior year so to focus on baseball and basketball and then an opportunity came up for basketball early as the years before baseball is and I didn't get recruited there as I thought and I was like man I can so I tried to hone in on that and and uh, when I got to college to play basketball I never really assumed I would play football that was never the plan uh it just kind of worked out that way and uh truthfully I played club baseball I, again I, that was kind of my second sport and then as I got older, the opportunity kind of opened up and, and uh, you know, football is the ultimate team sport. And that to me, to get to be a part of that was, was awesome. I wasn't a huge part of it. I wasn't a, a bad special teams player. But uh, to be around a football team is, is I think, uh, all of course I play, which is most of them, the, the best part of athletics. I know you've kind of already alluded to it, but how would you say your college experience was, whether that be as a player or just as a student in general? Yeah, I had a lot. I have more fun in college than, than people should have. I mean, um, you know, I, had a, I got a, the coach who recruited me to college left. That's always a hard deal when when uh, you go somewhere because the relationship isn't that that leaves. Um, but I, Loyal, I went to school. I went to undergrad. Loyola, Maryland is a great school, and yeah. uh, I had a ton of friends there, and I had a job I liked, and our team was great. And and uh, you know, like I said, we had my freshman year, we had the best team in school history. My junior year, we had the worst team in school history. So, it, like like I said, it's hard to go somewhere off of uh, when, especially when it's mid major. If you're going to Alabama to play football or Michigan to play football because you're going to the NFL, it's one thing. But I was a you know fat five eleven white kid, so I wasn't going to go to the NBA. I wanted to go somewhere I could you know learn and and uh, and be a good teammate and have have a good time. And Will, it was that. There's times I wanted to play more. There's times I wish our team was was better than it was. But all in all, man, it's a great experience. What would you say are some like life lessons that you learned through either playing sports or now being a director of player operations for Liberty? Like what, what would you say are just some things that you've learned along the way? Sure, man. Uh, I, I could be an hour long answer, but <laughs> I think that something our, our, our coach now, uh, coach Reese is a lot. He always talks about playing the next play. And that's, that's really what it is. You know, in football, you get a huge ADR touchdown or ADR pass, but you don't score. You still got to play the next play and vice versa. You throw a pick six. You know, you got to go try to block the extra point. You got to keep playing plays. And, and my job now, you know, there's 50 things we do for a travel trip, whether it's uh, getting the plane lined up, getting the police escort lined up, making sure the locker's set up or making sure the food's right at every hotel and post game. And uh, something's going to go wrong. You know, there's there's no perfect trip or else we wouldn't need our, our job. So 
Uh, when it does, he just play the next play. And that's, I think, what we do a good job with our kids of saying, man, if football, if football plays 130, 140 plays, offense, defense, you're not going to have 140 good ones. You're going to have a bunch of good ones. And can we put the bad one behind us and put the good one behind us and try to make the next one better? Uh, and in college, playing basketball the same way, I think there was days that, you know, that we hit, we hit things that were, were tough. But, you know, they, they recruit some guy and, hey, man, this guy's going to take your spot or take your scholarship, you know, beat him out. All right, what do you, what do, you do? You, you can't just complain about it. You got to keep playing. So. Uh, that'd be my, my one simple one to take is always keep, you know, keep playing plays, but I, I could certainly go on about, about your question for a long time. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, you are a native of Memphis, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 901. Well, we are big Grizz fans and big John Morant. As your dad worked with the Grizzlies, did you get to have the experience to where you get to like work in practices or work during games some? Man, I always work camps in the summertime, but no, I, you know, he, he, he worked for 16 years. He works for the Grizzlies and I have a Jersey collection now. It's really, really cool. Cause I would just be obnoxious and uh, he would do a good job of buying me the team that we played jerseys, like the best player. And I'll go yeah. to the game three hours early and just sit in the front row and yell at that person. until <laughs> they came to sign him. So people walk in my house now, man, how do you have all these jerseys? This is crazy. I'm like, I was just obnoxious, you know, fifth grader. I've just yelled at everyone. So who's your best uh, jersey you have? I got an Allen Iverson Grizz jersey that's a rarity signed by him because he's only there for a couple of weeks. Uh, I love that one. But uh, Kobe's special, obviously, Jordan the Wizards when we play for the Wizards. Durant. I mean, I, I, truthfully, I would I would buy one from each team before the year started and just try to go to the game and, and yell at the guys. And, and I was, you know, back before I was older, they thought I was a cute kid, I guess, so I got away with it. But now it's probably a little creepy. So, <laughs> yeah, the Grizz were fun, man. You know, when I was growing up watching basketball in Memphis, that's like when the Grizz started, right? I was, you know, 2001, I was in. I was a eight and nine year old kid, so that was like when I started really knowing the game. Yeah, um, and those Grizz teams were awesome. We, we take for granted uh, the Grizz being a stable franchise now because they were not that, and it was really cool to watch uh, those teams come and go. And then when you finally got that group of like Jason Williams and Shane Battier, Pau Gasol, uh, you know, shoot, I can be, I go the whole team. Rodney Buford was off the bench. I mean, they had a bunch of random guys. So that that was when I was like, man, this is Mike Miller when he came from Orlando. This, this I was like, that was that was really fun and a great time to be a uh, yeah, a Memphis, you know, basketball kid. So did you get to see the team play in the pyramid? Yeah, that was the first the first game. Uh, yeah. I'll never forget, like the second or third game, they played the the, the Trailblazers and Scotty Pippen, who uh, he racked my mom actually decorated his house, so we ended up knowing him. But he, he came to talk to my parents after the game. He said, "Man, like these folks don't know this, and they, they think it's a college game because like, Memphis was so crazy about basketball that they." You know, treat like it was legitimate. You know, the Tigers playing the pyramid. He's like, you know, they're doing chants and stuff. Like, this don't happen in the NBA anywhere else. <laughs> uh, for, for, for the first seven years, I mean, that's how the Grizzlies were. They were just the bigger college team. Um, and then now, you know, the Memphis is kind of more refined uh, fan base. But uh, it was fun. It was raucous. Yeah, there's what, what two, three years in the pyramid, four years in the pyramid. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So it's a, you you gotta have a John Rant jersey now, right? Don't you? I don't have a legit jersey yet. I, you know, I've got, as I've gotten older, I can't pull them off. I don't have the arms for it. I got like a t-shirt jersey for John Moran, like an XL, you know, and make it baggy. <laughs> uh, but but Ja is the real deal for sure. Hey, this team will be strong once everyone's back and healthy. I think It'll so. It'll be hard to compete with. Yeah, the Grizz have broken my heart so many times to try to kind of wait and, until uh, they even out. I can't get too high, too low at the beginning of the year. got to kind of wait and see. I mean, we are still young, so it's, it's definitely got some years in advance, but we'll be good. Oh, my gosh. I hope. What would you say you miss most about the city of Memphis? Uh, yeah, Memphis is home to me, and I just, I just miss being at home. And I've been happy. This is my fifth state I've lived in in, in five years in, in Virginia now. Uh, I've loved everywhere. I've lived in Dallas, Texas. was awesome. Baltimore was awesome. Uh, Fable, Arkansas was a great spot to live. <clears throat> um, but Memphis to me, I think, I just think I think of home. And, you know, the month of May, 
certainly the most, you know, you get barbecue fest and uh, the weather starts getting warmer out there and music fest and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but that's just where, you know, my family, my friends and, and places you grew up going to uh, are. So uh, just, just a nostalgic deal. You know, it's not, the, that's a more complicated answer than just barbecue and, and uh, you know, friends, but that's the truth. So you do agree Memphis still has the best barbecue, right? Oh, I'm not even close. Uh, I've never had one that's even a comparable second. See, I like it. Yeah, I ain't even close. Well, Memphis is a fun city to be in and grow up in with places like Levitt Shell and the FedEx Forum. The t- you got Grizzlies, you got the Tigers. It's such a fun atmosphere city-wise. Yeah, no doubt. Especially NBA playoffs, when you can be in the stadiums. Nowadays, we can't be. But when you can, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I would agree. I will have to ask you this. How was this season? Like, obviously, it was different due to COVID and stuff like that. But how would you say, like, it affected you and your team the most? Yeah, yeah I think in our job, kind of blessed with the flexible, right? You got to be able to uh, change plans quickly as a, uh, doing operations and, and uh, try to make it seem smooth. So that's probably the hardest part for our team is just to know, you know, one week uh, the schedule's this, and instead of getting a routine, the next week the schedule different. We had a COVID test three times instead of two, or we had a test in the morning, or hey, we had eight guys test positive, so now the office is going to practice at nine, the dude is going to practice at eleven because we're going to make sure that the spread's contained. Or hey, man, no practice on Tuesday because we're waiting for our COVID test results back from Monday before we can practice. So we're going to switch the practice days. Or uh, hey, we're playing Syracuse, New York uh, this weekend, so now we got to go a day early because we got a quarantine to make sure our test results come in in New York and stuff like that. So I think just our team. The, the challenge of those guys was trying to stay consistent without having a routine that was the same, you know, every week. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely tough. Yeah. Your transfer quarterback, Malik Willis, had a great season. Yeah, you're pretty good, man. And Number seven's pretty good for us. He even, he even had a great game against Coastal. Four that, touchdowns on the ground. Whew. He had the first two for your team as well. Yeah. He's, he's a good player and a, and a really good kid. So, when do, you ex- well. when do you expect fans to be back in the stands, home games and away games? Stuff, man. I hope you know. For us, I, I would think it'd be the start of next year. Yeah, at this point, it's wishful thinking, I guess. But uh, surely, you know, one year from from now, pretty much, or nine, ten months from now, maybe not full capacity, but I would think that um, surely you'd have at least half, if not more than that. And uh, I, I don't know, man. You know, I, I, I'm so stupid. I, I work in football and, and <laughs> I know the, sci- the, the science stuff, but uh, I do think at, at that point, enough folks will have been vaccinated or had it to where. Uh, people can probably make more decisions for themselves. I, I don't know that, uh, but that's what I would like to think. Uh, so we'll see. But to, to me, if I, if you ask if there's going to be fans in the stands to start season, I would say yes. We can all hope and pray. Yeah. Some, some stadiums have been having half capacity of rather than a normal crowd, of course, but some of them have been doing the half to have at least some fans. Yeah, we had a thousand in our game, so we were pretty minimal, um, but it was good to have some folks there at least. Yeah, I totally get that. All right. Well, we really appreciate having you on the show with us and having you on on the Proud Podcast. It's really been a nice conversation with you and enjoyed getting the opportunity to talk football and basketball and Memphis with you. Man, no problem. Anytime. I appreciate you guys having me on. Appreciate no you coming on, man. I'm Robert Roden. And I'm Raymond Johnson. Love you guys. Peace. Don't forget to join us next time on the Proud. Yeah, we swoops, and we got them high blocks, and we'll shoot, and we'll shoot with the Mercedes Benz in the coupe, in the coupe, and this shit so fucking hard, it's on loop, it's on loop.